Welcome to the Guardian Group podcast series. The Guardian Group, providing extraordinary solutions to today's exceptional problems. Hi, wherever you may be, Todd Coveney with Guardian Group with another of our podcasts in the series. Today, we're going to talk about equipment, flying probes, testers, fixture testers, and AOI, and talk about uh, a few other topics along with that. Joining me today again, as usual, is Rick Murat from Toronto, Canada. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Todd. Thank you for having me. And today we are joined by our Director of Sales and Service for the Guardian Group of the North Americas, Mr. Jason Posey, out of the big state of Texas. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing really good. How long have uh, you been with the group? 26 years, if you go back to the 20 days. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about equipment and nothing better than to have you aboard because you know all their things that about equipment. So, you know, from the Guardian Group as an overall, what kind of equipment do we actually sell and what industries, you know, usually use this type of equipment? Uh, well, I mean, we sell flying probe testers, we sell fixture testers, and then we also sell um, machines for AOI and AVI. And, I mean, primarily it's the bare PCB manufacturers that are our customers. Jason, what is your role in Guardian North America? Uh, Director of Sales and Service. So overseeing the sale and then obviously the servicing of the equipment for customers and also for our own internal use as well in our test centers. I would imagine that has its challenges some days. Our equipment's really good, but yes, it can definitely be challenging. So trying to figure out all the different scenarios and ways that customers and our own people, things that they need to get done and do. So most of the challenges is in figuring out the new things that are coming up that need to be done. New ways boards need to be tested, so. Very interesting, Jason. So how are you finding the North American market? Um. You know, it's it, yeah, in, in general, overall, I would say it's better than it was a couple of years ago. Um, but I wouldn't say we're about ready to go gangbusters yet. But there are signs that are pointing that this upward tw- trend uh, will continue. So I would say there's more customers busy than not. And uh, it's been a little while since we've seen that. So it's I would say it's good. Yeah, I know the North American market's uh, mainly made up of uh, a couple big manufacturers and then a bunch of mom and pa shops, mostly producing low to medium volume. We still don't have the high volume like we have in Asia. I know the government is talking about bringing back some of that work to North America. Have you seen any of that transition over to uh, North America yet? Uh, personally, no, I haven't. Um... I've just seen customers and, uh, well, you know what, maybe indirectly, you know, I I can't say that a customer has said to me, this order used to get built in China and we stole it or we got it back here. Um, I would say that companies have decided to do a lot more of their prototyping here in the U.S. 
and at times that leads to a discussion about can they actually make it here? So, so with those kind of decisions being made, I think that's led to more uh, printed circuit boards obviously being made here as well. So it's, um, and I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think it, obviously I don't think it's price driving that. I think it's more a convenience factor. Thank you, but Jason. That's just my two cents. Thank you, Jason, for that information. It's always interesting talking to people about the market out there. So, Jason, myself, I'm putting on my hat as a new listener or something, and, and you mentioned uh, the equipment that we have for Guardian Cells, and you said Flying Probe and Fixture Testers and AOI, AVI. For, for the newbie, um, when you say Flying Probe, what's the big difference between Flying Probe and Fixture Testers, and what does AOI and AVI mean? Well, I mean, the oldest method for testing circuit boards, you know, utilizing a test machine has got to be the grid tester. Most people know what it is. Um, it's the fastest way, and honestly, it's the safest way uh, because you build a fixture that interfaces with every point on the board that needs to be tested, and they all get tested at the same time, you know, in a matter of uh, a second or less, depending on the board size. Um, and that method also allows you to test you know a high volume of boards in a very short period of time um, but the downside is fixturing can be a hassle you know fixturing uh, is an added cost uh, sometimes an expensive cost there's test pins there's plates there's drill time to drill the plates and all of that stuff and then storage and then labor to do all that uh, so you really have to have the volume there to justify the expense of the fixture. Uh, flying probe, there is no fixture. It's just a machine with a certain amount of probes that are interacting with the board. Uh, it's obviously not as fast as a fixture, but in the North American market, with most of it being low volume, um, that's the best and most affordable and efficient way to go about testing boards. So um, the flying probe machine will try to achieve, utilize different methods uh, to shorten the test time. Um, and depending upon the specification that the board is built to, will determine how long that test is going to take. So, you know, it could be a couple of minutes to, you know, 20 or 30 minutes just depends on what, like I said, what the specification of the board is being built to is. And then as far as AOI and AVI, um, AOI is obviously automated optical inspection. Most people are familiar with that. That's how interlayers get checked um, before press. And then AVI is automated visual inspection. And the way that I usually just tell people about it is, is imagine what a final QC operator does what what their job is to inspect the board before it goes to shipping. Uh, the machine does so, and this doesn't replace a final inspector. It just takes the tired eyeballs of the uh, final inspector out of the equation. So, if any facility or manufacturer out there is having to deal with uh, returns due to cosmetic issues or stuff that should have been caught by a final QC operator, then you may want to look at an AVI machine. So, 
because human yeah. eyeballs will get tired. I guess a AVI machine or even an AOI gives you consistency, whereas a human, as you mentioned, would get tired. Yeah, so obviously, you know, AOI, um, that's pretty much a given in every uh, printed circuit board manufacturer. They all know they need it. They've seen the value of it because they can see the result at test. They see uh, a majority of the product at test passing and not being scrapped because of AOI. Um, AVI is more of a guarantee of reliability. So they know that the board physically meets all of the standards that were handed down to the manufacturer to build it to. And it gives the end user uh, a much better sense of security. So. And then also with today's pictures of the board, it's keeping a record. So if anything ever comes back from the end user and you've kept all this data serialized, then you can go back and actually look at the pictures of that board when it was scanned and know what happens. That's great information, Jason. And you were talking about manufacturing. So, you know, the equipment that we talk about for line probes and fixture testers and AOI, um, does Guardian manufacture all this equipment on our own, or do we uh, carry lines from other manufacturers that we deem acceptable to put onto the market? So Guardian has a line of flying probe machines that we build ourselves uh, in our facility in Germany, and that is all built to you know see requirements and obviously our own. Um, high standards and requirements. Uh, this is equipment that we use ourselves in our own test facilities, uh, so it has to work. Um, we partner with another company in China on um, building a more affordable or cheaper line of flying probes, um, but most people prefer to go with the line that's built in Germany. Uh, grid testers and our AOI and AVI equipment are built through a partnership with a company in uh, China called Kaima, and they handle that. So, J Jason, you mentioned that uh, a partnership with a company called Kaima. So, how do you qualify equipment, especially coming out of Asia, that it actually meets the the needs of the North American market? Well, so what we've done is uh, back at the beginning of this partnership a couple of years ago, um, a handful of us actually went to China, visited their facilities. Uh, the managing director of our equipment group uh, went as well. There's been a process put in place to that Kaima follows to ensure that the highest standards are met and quality is um is is guaranteed um and then also you know it's not uncommon for us to have a piece of equipment that is ordered that comes from kaima to shipped have it shipped to germany prior to install final installation of the customer to ensure that everything has been followed and uh, built according to our standards so and then also the partnership with Kaima, Kaima was, we partnered with them because of their own uh, commitment to quality. So they're just an outstanding company. 
Well, the machines that you have currently in the North American market seem to be very reliable, or are they having maintenance issues? No, they, they seem to be very, very reliable. And it's not just here uh, that the equipment from Kaima has been installed. Uh, we've had machines from Kaima installed in uh, Japan, which you can imagine is a uh, is a market where they will not mess around with anything that's not high standards. And it has performed admirably in Japan. Well, that's great information there, Jason. I uh, was thinking about... Uh, you were saying director of sales and support for the North America with the customer base. I don't know how big it is here in North America for your support staff. Do you have like regional areas that you support and kind of what is our install base in the North America's like right now in a picture? Um, well, I mean, guardian, uh, as a whole, if you go back to our roots, I mean, there's, several hundred pieces of equipment installed in North America uh, that we can service. Um, Guardian has obviously added to that. Um, we have service that we provide uh, on the West Coast uh, and Central and Mountain, and then we have service that we can provide on the East Coast and also in uh, Toronto as well. So service does not typically, typically tend or Availability of service does not typically tend to be an issue for us. So do, can customers like uh, call and schedule or can they, is there a hotline they call if they have a problem? That uh, type of thing? Actually, you know, we have our main corporate number that they can call. Um, but the vast majority of customers in today's world, and, and I mean that 99% of them prefer to just send an email. So that's where the majority of our communications come from. Or customers also can, you know, they reach me or they reach their local tech directly. We don't try to hide behind a hotline or anything like that. That's so. great. That's great. Being out front in front of the customer is always a, a real big thing uh, in today's markets. You know, we sell, you're selling uh, a lot of equipment, flying probes and such. With today's growing expectations, smaller chip carriers, things like that. Does the equipment meet the customer expectations? Is it doing what they say? I know that there's a lot of options available nowadays on flying probe equipment that allows to do other tests, which Rick and I will be discussing in a webinar coming up. But uh, so far, when the machines go out, do they exceed or meet at least uh, expectations of your customer? Uh, yes, I would say that they do. Um, the vast majority of our customers that we sell to, uh, we retain. Uh, going forward, they, you know, when they're ready for another machine, you know, a few years down the road or when, they're, when their needs change, um, they come to us. And uh, the reasons for that is, is because the equipment that we sold them, uh, they learned to trust it. Uh, it never let them down. And uh, they also learned to trust us that we would be there no matter what, uh, whenever they needed us. Um, so yes, it does meet the customer's expectations. Um, we don't really have um, situations where a customer had test escapes get out because of our equipment. That doesn't happen. I would say definitely so. And and if a customer 
after a year or two of owning the machine, it, it it's not meeting their expectations because their needs have changed or because they're being asked to do more than what they originally needed, then um, we are very creative uh, in finding a way to, um, we either already have solutions available for upgrading their current equipment. If down the road they need Kelvin or iPod or inductance testing, um, we have those solutions available. And, you know, some of those solutions we that we now have available as standardized options were because a customer came to us and the first time we did it, we had to get creative and figure it out. So, yeah, we meet their expectations. Well, that's great. Rick, do you have any more questions for Jason today? Jason, how is the maintenance plan of our equipment? Does Is it very expensive for a maintenance plan? Um, what about, I know our machines, judging from the office, the offices, they, they do break, of course, like anything, it breaks over time. Some related to users, some related to uh, maybe the PCB board. But overall, what's the total cost of ownership of our machines, maybe compared to some other machines, if possible? Well, without going into actual numbers, um, I do, I can say with some pretty high confidence that what I've been told other equipment manufacturers charge for a service contract, um, we are uh, definitely affordable compared to them, um, sometimes by half. Uh, not in every case, but, you know, it's, we're definitely more affordable than than others uh and as far as the overall cost of ownership i mean it's well one uh, i'll say this the customers who partner with us after the warranty has expired on their uh, piece of equipment and join us uh, in a contract which I prefer to think more of as a service. It's more of a partnership. You know, we're as, as invested in maintaining their equipment as they are. They see a much, much lower cost of ownership than the customers who who don't sign a contract with us after the warranty has expired. So, and if anybody out there wants to uh, challenge me on that and have a discussion, then I'm available. So, seems like a challenge, Jason. I'm sure some people will take you up on that particular challenge. So. I hope so. Well, Jason, you, do you Jason. have any? We've kind of covered uh, most of the questions I had. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to add in closing before we move on? Um, you know, just you know, just know that Guardian is continuing to uh, innovate and respond to the needs of the market. You know, we have uh, automation now available uh, for one of our product lines for one of our flying probe machines uh, also automation is available for you know grid testers and aoi and avi equipment as well and um, you know another thing that a lot of our competitors don't offer um, actually i don't think any of them offer it anymore is we still have test centers scattered around north america so it's not just a piece of equipment that's backing you up it's uh, it's an entire network that's backing up our customers that have our equipment. So they will always be taken care of and handled no matter what. And well, it. thank you, Jason, for joining us. Uh, Rick, any closing comments? No, thank you, Jason. That was very uh, educational for everyone. 
the purpose of this pod are these podcasts are to educate people because we think that education is is learning and a lot of people out there uh, need a little bit of up-to-date information about our products our services and the general knowledge of a PCB board and what is electrical test and I'm sure that in future podcasts we'll be diving deeper into uh, some of the models that you mentioned there AOI AVI flying probe auto load unload uh, grid testers just to get a little bit more technical detail on them but overall thank you very much Jason for joining us today thank you very much I appreciate your time all right, on behalf of Jason Posey, Rick Murrah, Todd Comedine here again with the Guardian Group, thanking you for joining us on this podcast. If you're driving, sitting at home, or just have nothing to do, uh, you can always grab this podcast at anywhere you grab your podcast, Spotify, Google, YouTube, what have you. We thank you for being here. If you have questions for us or want to get in touch with Jason, send us an email at info at guardian.com. That's info at dot com. So wherever you may be, have a great day, and we'll see you on the next podcast.